This is Tuesday, November 16th, and yesterday we got started with Jeremiah 29 and the letter that God asked Jeremiah to send to the exiles in Babylon. Have you ever felt you were in exile? That you were not where you wanted to be? Most of us have had the feeling of being out of place at one time or other in our lives. We can feel like a stranger because we just don't fit in. To move the Jewish people to Babylon involved culture shock. And as we learned yesterday, their response was withdrawal from the city and awaiting for their day of return to their land and their way of life. But they didn't realize that that day would lie decades in the future. They were going to have to come to terms with Babylon. And here's what Jeremiah tells them in his letter. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to those I carried into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Build houses, settle down, plant gardens, eat what they produce. This is Jeremiah 29, 4-5. Now, wow! These words must have been quite the surprise to the Jewish people in Babylon. No doubt they were living in tents and counting the days until they could leave. But Jeremiah tells them to make life in the city, to build a house, meant thinking of yourself as a permanent residence. This meant committing to staying and building community, having a sense of ownership and commitment to a place. It meant becoming stakeholders among the pagan people and calling it home. I remember years ago when our presbytery commissioned a missionary to go to Turkey. This is a part of a story I told on Sunday. An overwhelming Muslim community, that's what Turkey is. And the missionary said he rented a dwelling in which to live and then bought what you would call short-term belongings, furniture, folding tables and folding chairs, wicker chairs, and items you could use for a short-term stay. He was convinced that within a few weeks he'd be deported. He didn't want to invest a great deal of money in things he no doubt would have to leave behind. He expected his stay would be brief and he'd be forced to leave. Then I remember seeing this missionary seven years later. He was still serving in Turkey, and he explained that a day came when he realized, well, he wouldn't be leaving right away. He realized he needed to get permanent furniture and to think differently about where he was living and what he was doing. You see, he realized he'd had a mindset that had dictated his life. Now, we can do the same thing. If we know that we're going to be moving, why develop deep relationships, friendships with neighbors? Why find a place of service and ministry in the community? Why sink down deep roots into relationships and, to com and commit to walk with people? You see, the command the Lord gave his people meant more than building houses rather than living in tents. It was about how they would see themselves in Babylon. Would they come to see themselves as part of the community? Would they care for the city? Or would they remain outsiders forever in their hearts? God is calling his people to engage, to commit, to become stakeholders. And there was some, a remarkable mindset that came with becoming followers of Jesus. First, 
We always feel like we're sojourners and pilgrims knowing that our true home is with the Lord Himself. We know our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await our Savior from there. At the same time, we're to love our neighbors, invest in the city where we live. We're to sink deep roots into community and make a home. But always remember our future hope. We're told that Abraham was looking forward to a city whose foundations are found in God. And that's what we do as well. Here's why it can be so difficult. The first city was built by Cain, the man that killed his brother. Running from God, he sought a place for himself. He didn't build a garden. He built a city. Why did he do this? He could gather people alongside his family and they could, in a sense, build a world for themselves. They could provide for each other and protect each other. You see, Cain felt vulnerable and he sensed his need apart from God. In the life of a city, he could have what he needed. And it's often for these same reasons that people flee to the great cities of the world today. The first city was made to live life apart from God. And cities today can convey the same promise. Gathered together, we can provide and protect. But notice that the Lord commands his people to become part of the city of Babylon. Why would he do this? God plans the transformation of the city. God loves cities because there are so many people that live there. And so this is the plan of God, the transformation of the city in preparation for the city of God. Now, I know that's heady stuff, theology, but in practical terms, God calls us to the city to bring his light and his love to the people who live there. Though we set our minds on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God, our feet are firmly planted on the ground. We have a calling to love our neighbors to build a life here where God has called us to live. And yes, we'll end today with the most shocking statement in this letter. This is what the Lord Almighty, the God of Israel, says to all those I carried into exile. Yes, Nebuchadnezzar might have brought the exiles to Babylon, but it was the Lord's plan. He carried you into exile in the earthly city. That means the Lord has a purpose in this. But if we committed to settle down, to build a life here, let's pray. Lord God, we can feel like our lives are a mistake or we're not where we're supposed to be. So remind us of your sovereignty, that you are working all things according to your purpose in Christ. Remind us that you have us in this city for a reason and that you are working here too. We pray in the name of Jesus. Amen.